Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess. Thank you so very much uh, for joining me again today and hello to all the listeners from all over the world. Uh, it is the weekend, I hope you're having a great time. It is a hot weekend and uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for the snow to come back already and we just, just it's our first or second weekend with the heat and, and uh, the spring I should say and it's a heat wave. But, um, look, it is what it is. I'm not going to grumble. Life is good. Life is a lot better. There's a war going on in different parts of the world. We could be a lot worse. And so the heavens have, have blessed us with peace. And we're going to say thank you for the small mercies. And we want to keep this peace as much as possible. We want to keep our, our lives peaceful. We want to have discussions. We want to have debates. We do not want violence. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. And we will be at peace. We will join hands and we will change the status quo of the planet together. So having said that, we're going to have a debate on uh, a discussion today on something very important that I saw, uh, an episode I saw on um, on India TV. Um, it was in Hindi and it was about an ex-Muslim movement. And I was stunned to the core that a mainstream channel has brought this out in public. Uh, 20 years ago, it would never have been possible. 10 years ago, it would never have been possible. But here we are in 2022, and it's now become a mainstream topic of discussion. People on, on the panel were people who were showing their faces before we would not even show our faces. Even I don't show my face uh, in, you know, to a wider audience. Um, but uh, it is becoming a mainstream topic, and it's so beautiful to see people having a discussion. Um, I was crying literally and I cannot stop listening to it and I was said I have to address this movement. So the ex-Muslim and the ex-Christian movement is growing and if you if you try and understand what it is go to the beach and see the waves. What you see? The ocean. The ocean has currents and waves and the currents and waves are non-stop. Do they stop? No, they never stop. And all of us are those waves and currents. We come to the beach as currents. We form, sorry, we form currents and they form their waves. And each of us are different waves. Each of us are different movements. And we come to the beach, we end up, the current, the wave comes to an end. It leaves its garbage on the street, uh, on, on the beach, and it goes back. Part of the water will sink into the land, those who do not make it. Uh, and those who make it will go strong enough, will go back into the ocean and form another current and come back and rejuvenate themselves, reincarnate themselves with better knowledge, bigger force, and come back into another wave. And that's who we are, continuous currents and waves. So when something happens, it happens all over. It just doesn't happen for one group. There's no such thing as a group or one wave. There are waves, currents, and ocean, and we are all the ocean. We roam in cycles, and we do not move as we think we move. We do not move by uh, because we are moving ourselves. We are cosmic currents, and our, and our currents are forming these waves, and we are cyclic, cycle after cycle after cycle. We, we do not move, we, we, we think we are humans, but the human behind us is just a visual, the actual field, the, the, the energy field controlling the, the body, controlling the matter, has got a magnetic charge, and the magnetic charge 
of our body, that's our energy field, roams in cycles and currents and waves. So if you un want to understand who are you, you're trying to, we are trying to understand who are these movements, these people, Hindus, Muslims, we're just currents and waves. And once you understand how the currents and waves move, that our physical body has a magnetic charge, um, you're welcome to, to, you will understand that there's, there's nothing to it. And when something happens, it happens all over together. It's not just one label. So there's a movement going on on the Indian subcontinent to offload this baggage, this garbage that we've collected over the years, over the thousands of years. And, and it's coming to, to surface right now. And it's called the ex-Christian movement, ex-Muslim movement. But that's not the only movement that's there. There are other groups, Hindus, Muslims, uh, Sikhs, all leaving this colonial agenda, this mindset, this suffocating mindset, and it's all over the place. Now, if you want to understand what our electromagnetic field is, um, I invite you to go to YouTube. Just type Electromagnetism 101. That's Electromagnetism 101. National Geographic, and it gives you a very short three minute, 19 second video on what electromagnetism is, and you will understand who you are. Once you understand who you are, you will then understand everything that happens to you. And and nothing will make, make you have fear anymore, and nothing, nothing, nothing will make you turbulent. All you have to do is balance these currents. So, Let's go back to the ex-Muslim and ex-Christian movement. These are labels that have been put on us. In reality, we are currents and waves. Nothing stops our waves. No one can stop us. It's just a perception of our mind. And we've been given a perception to, be, to remain stagnant and indulgent and, and corrosive, uh, like a stagnant pond, like a stagnant river that is that's infested with, with uh, uh, algae and, 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 and mosquitoes and insects and bacteria. And, and we've been given this perception of our mind, but in reality, we are still moving. And with the internet, um, we've always had these current swirling before this the the these movements this this understanding this voice that's so silent has been forced to keep silent and forced to to be suffocated all these years centuries and now with the internet just like the print like the um like the the printing machine that came out and changed Christianity, the re Renaissance that uh, movement that changed Christianity in Europe, we have the internet is doing the same thing to modern day movements, uh, the religions, and with this voice now we are we are spreading the message, and as the message goes, there is a tsunami of people, our voices that were suffocated and were closed all these years was were stopped from coming to the surface is now coming to the surface and these are forming movements and these movements are now being being seen in the mainstream and this is called the ex-Muslim and the ex-Christian movement. So let's start with my um, my journey. Why did I leave Christianity? So like I said before I was born into a Christian home, a Roman Catholic home. Um, I was baptized within 30 days, like all Roman, like all Christians, uh, pretty much. At the age of seven, I you started going to church. Your your you have a sacrament. Uh, we have seven sacraments or eight sacraments. I do not know how many. I don't remember anymore. But we have a sacrament called the Holy Communion, where you are given, um, in indulged, indoctrinated to 
sort of a, a new baptism to get into the church and you start going to church every Sunday. And one of the first things they told us in church is that only those who believe in Jesus Christ are going to heaven. Everyone else is going to hell. Um, I was stunned and they said, be proud of your Christian mentality. Now, I was only seven years old, and I remember going home with my grandmother uh, after church every day and, and telling her, Nana, really, did we, are we really going to hell if we don't believe in Christ? She said, yes. So I, and I asked her, well, you know, what about the others who don't believe? Everyone else, all my friends, are they going to hell? And she said, um, Shh, keep quiet, don't talk, you're talking too much. I asked my mother, and she told me, well, no keep quiet, you're asking too many questions. It's ridiculous. I knew something was wrong right there. I knew there was a problem. No one refused to uh, give me an answer. And they just, you know, diverted me to keep my mouth shut. And I couldn't understand why my friends were Hindus. The, the cricket team was Hindu. The hockey team was Christian, was Sikh. Why were they not, why were they going to hell? How can I have my Bollywood stars? How can I have the uh, Indian cinema, the, my friends, my teachers all going to hell? It did not make any sense. It was just ridiculous. Um, the, the, as I grew up, that voice that was really small started growing and growing and growing. And I did more and more research. And I said to myself, the, the police on the roads who are protecting me, are they going to hell? The, the, um, the, the Indian uh, armed forces who are protecting us, providing their lives on the line, are they going to hell? So they, they're, they're children, they're, they're giving their lives, they're sacrificing everything, and we are going to heaven and they're going to hell. It just did not make sense. And back in the day, there was these comic books my parents used to force us to read. They would never allow us to read all these filmy magazines. And they would bring us these big books, uh, Newsweek, National Geographic, uh, you know, and bring it home. And, and we would uh, read it. Um, and so we developed a, a baggage of knowledge. And one of the books that we read, which my parents didn't like very much, but we read it all the same. We would get it from our friends. The Amar Chitrakata. The Amar Chitrakata was a uh, a book, a comic book, I don't know if people from India will remember, and they told us about the stories of the Ramayana and Mahabharat, and these stories were the history of our land, and which the school was not teaching, the state was not teaching, they, they did everything to stop us from knowing about our history, about our ancestors, the history of the land, but this, this comic book, and I have to say, I, I hope that one day someone will give this company the Bharat Ratna, the highest honor of the land, because what they done for this land in the form of giving us the knowledge through comic strips um, about the history of, of our nation, the history of the Indian subcontinent, the, the, in the many people who, who passed along the way, the, the epic tales of the Mahabharata and the Ramayana and the stories and the morals that come with it. They are... Uh, they influenced us to the biggest deal. Um, and we became... Uh, attached to our roots, we understood our roots, we uh, were influenced by this, and somehow we connected to these our ancestors through these comic books. We we had a sense of pride, we had a sense of belonging, and whatever people said and tried to brainwash us, these comic books sort of became uh, the staple of of our journey and and. And really were the ones why we are here today. This movement, this ex-Christian, ex-Muslim movement, is because a lot of us were influenced uh, by 
the stories of our ancestors who who did not divide us between majority and minority, who did not play the, the, the victim card, who did not play the, the hate speech card, the old little um, Islamophobia card, the Hindu-phobia card, the green-phobia card. Uh, oh, uh, we are minorities. We are victims. They did not, it was stories about moral stories, about being better, stories of our ancestors who made us pride. And that pride, which was taken away by these Abrahamic invaders and their colonial ranchers, were given back to us in the form of these comic books. And as we grew up, those that that inspiration turned into more and more reading and reading and knowledge and, and gaining of knowledge and questioning and understanding and trying to make join the two dots, trying to find what the truth was, trying to find what our history was, trying to find um, who are we, what is our identity, why have we come to be who we are, um, why are we uh, such great a nation? What is this Indian culture we are talking about? And that turned into a voice, that turned into discussion, that turned into um, 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 a power on the inside, a, um, a strength on the inside, an empowerment. And our ancestors were working with us on the inside to empower us and to heal and together through their spirit through their knowledge through their history we healed and we were empowered enough to have this conversation and with the internet uh, we're able to have this voice and spread our, our message and this movement is going in its biggest form it's more than a tsunami it is beautiful it is a beautiful positive movement there is no violence in it because it's come through knowledge and whenever there's knowledge there's discussion when there's discussion there's debate when there's debate there is an externalization of your voice your energy field it's connecting of dots and it's and it's true balancing of your status quo realigning your energy field your your magnetic poles which is called yagna that's what the word yagna is yagna is a sanskrit word to mean alignment so every time we read we offload baggage we offload knowledge something that is corrupted in our minds in our in our mindset we realign it with something that's correct that's something that's right that's something that's beautiful something that we have forms our checks and balances that are native to us and slowly and slowly we have realigned through peaceful methods and not through violence, not through negative negativity, not through hate speech, not through divide and rule, not through leftist socialist or whatever rightist socialist or whatever communist ways, not about subjugating people but by empowerment, discussion and debate. And this is where I've come today. So this is why this movement is growing. This is why I left Christianity. Um, and this is why um, we have now got into the mainstream. And I'm so proud and so grateful to India TV for giving us this uh, platform. And not me, but whoever's on that platform. And my hats off to those people who are so courageous to 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 go onto these platforms and have this discussion. Because there are many, many more of us uh, our voice reaches many people, and I ask you all to have that conversation. Do not feel scared. Uh, it is important to bring these voices out into the mainstream, or even if you're uh, behind the scenes, have this discussion with your friends. It is important, uh, and give them a chance to 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 express their opinions and and externalize their emotions in in a positive way. Um, 
I'm just going to go back to my home. So bring coming back to the Christian home uh, and in like the Muslim home, uh, we are controlled from day one by the priests. Okay, these priests, these mullahs, tullahs, padres, pandits, uh, we are controlled by them. So they brainwash you. They send you to Sunday school and you're brainwashed every single Sunday, uh, plus two classes in, in school about... Um, um, two classes in school per per week for religion, and you're told about religion, religion, religion. That if you don't go, don't believe in us, we're, you're going to hell, and only our God is taking you to hell, and only our God is taking you. You must believe in it, and if not, you're going to hell. And this was this n- normal, normal concept of doing it every single, every single Sunday. It was brainwashing. Uh, and your priest told your parents who told their children, who told their children, you must beat your children. This is what the priest tell you. You must beat your children. They must obey you. If they don't obey you, you must beat them. It is good to beat them once in a way. Um, and there is, there is the start of the violence. This trauma, this lynching um, that people say, oh, we are being lynched. Why are only minorities being lynched? Oh, only minorities being lynched. That's a lie. We are being lynched in our homes. Why? Because these priests, these pundits, these padres, these mullahs, tullahs, they are encouraging our parents to beat us in our homes until we submit, until we are broken, until they control our minds. And this is what the priests tell you, the Christian priests tell your children. Um, You must tell the parents, our society, must beat your children. If they don't obey you, beat them. They must obey you. The goal is that they must obey you. Now again, if you if you listen to your parents and and believe in this, you you won't have any problem. There will be zero violence, but you must believe in them. You must believe in their rhetoric. So if you align with their rhetoric and believe in their brainwashing and their ignorance, then it's fine. Then you won't have any problem. You'll have a fantastic life, but you'll be a slave. So you will go. You will go to uh, church, you will go to your mosque, and you will believe that you're going to heaven, you're going to heaven. But the the currents are still forming the waves, and the, and the wheel is still churning. And every time you're not ready for the next wave, it comes from behind and hits you in the, in the, in the head. And you don't know what happened, and then you blame all the minorities. But you think that, oh, well, you prayed, you prayed, you were the good person. Oh, I'm, I'm praying, I'm doing all the good things, I'm saying positive things. But it's your currents that form the waves. If you're not ready for the next wave, you're not ready for the next current, then you're still going to get hit. You can say all the positive things in the world. What are these currents? The, this, the actions of your ancestors, the cycles and cycles of actions, of history, of economics, of power politics, of, of, of the journey with the plus, minus, negative, positive, all of that journey will come back to hit you. So something that 500 years ago did, your ancestors did, are still coming. They're coming in waves. The only thing, the cosmic waves are not two seconds. The cosmic wave are 500 years. It takes you one degree, 72 years, to for a wave, your wave, to move 72 degrees. As I apologize. It takes you 72 years for your cosmic wave to move one degree. I repeat, it takes you 72 years for your cosmic wave to move one degree. So that's only one generation. So by the time it comes to you, the currents that have been done by your ancestors comes to you, it's 500 years. 
Yeah, 500 years. So you don't know what the history is, and that's why you're repeating history. The labels will change, but the mentality is still going to be the same. The waves are the same. Because you haven't introspected. You haven't opened the baggage. You haven't opened the knots. You haven't cleaned those oceans, those currents, the oceans of currents and waves. You haven't cleaned the garbage. And so you get, keep getting hit again and again and again. And you think that, well, you know, you're, you're praying. You're saying all the good things. You're saying they are Father. And it's continuing. And then the priests say, oh, well, it's the Hindus. The first thing that happens, it's the Hindus. Anything happens, it's the Hindus. The corrupt, something, corruption happens, it's the Hindus. Systematic brainwashing, intros, uh, systematic, they, they colonize your mind. The colonization of your mind with this negativity, with this hate speech, with this finger pointing, with this narcissism. And then they say, oh, well, we are victims. We're victims of what? Our silence. And the abuse of our human capital, mental, emotional, and physical. And they make it very clear to your parents. You must be you beat your children if they don't obey you. They must obey you. That violence turns to more violence and turns to more violence. It transfers to your streets. It turns into nightmares on your streets. Street gangs, rape. It turns to... Um, it turns to drugs, it turns to cigarettes, it turns to alcoholism, it turns to theft, it turns to murder, and that then transfers to your borders. But if you stop the violence in your homes, you will stop the violence in your streets. If you stop the violence in your streets, you will stop the violence at your borders. But they will not do that, because if they don't do that, then they will not have any, these colonial vultures will not have any slaves. They need to keep their slaves on their plantation. And that's why this discussion is so important. This movement, this ex-Muslim, ex-Christian movement is important because it comes through dialogue. It comes through knowledge. It comes through uh, peaceful resolution. It comes from the ability to have a voice, to express yourself, to, ex to peaceful manners, to writing, to reading. Uh, and it's important to have this. So once these, these, these priests uh, colonize us, Okay, and we're finally broken our spirit and they brainwash us and you're so scared of them. You're so scared of the fear that they indoctrinate you with. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. You, you're never going to get anywhere in your life. You're never going to he go here. You're never going to get married. You're never going to get a job. It's negative, 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 negative. Oh, if you're sick, it's because God has punished you. God is uh, sending you to hell. It's a, it's a sign from God that you're going to go to hell. This is what happens in Abrahamic homes. Fear mongering, fear mongering on the inside. It happens in every single Abrahamic home. And that's why the suffocation and the occupation of our mind with negativity is pushing us to leave because we are so suffocated with this ignorance. They keep saying, oh, our faith is personal. Personal, why? Because they do not want to tell you that they are abusing us in our homes and that abuse is now suffocating us. And we just, we don't care anymore. Okay. Leave alone the rhetoric. Leave alone the ideology. What is practiced by these colonial vultures that call themselves orthodoxy, the clergy, the priests, the mullahs, the tullahs, the padres and the pundits. What is being practiced by them is colonialism. It's not religion. It's not God. They have taken it upon themselves to continue their col colonial vulturism, their vulture tactics through legitimizing um, of the Indian constitution. And they, they, they've in, in, invented their own laws to protect themselves to our detriment. 
they've got laws to protect all these religions that they have paid for, their lobbies have paid for, through influencing of the architects of the constitution. They've, they've supported and protected themselves, but there's no protection for the person on the ground. So isn't that colonialism? What protection do we have from these vultures? What protection do we have from the rape of our minds? What protection do we have from the rape of our history, of the ancestors of our land, of our dignity, of our humanity? Nothing. We are left high and dry. We are more colonized today than we were during the British time. So these, these uh, padres and pundits then come to your home and then they'll tell you to vote for the Congress systematic voting for the Congress, they'll tell you. You must vote for the Congress because the Congress is the only one who's supporting us. The Congress is the only one who's protecting the Christians. Who told you to make us Christians? We didn't ask you to be. We didn't ask you to live in fear. We didn't ask you to beat us. We didn't ask you to indoctrinate us. We did not ask you to come into our homes. We, we didn't ask to have anything with, to do with you. You imposed yourself on us through your colonialism, rebranding of your colonialism, and now you're telling us that we have to we have to live in fear? No, vote for the Congress. And so twice I voted for the Congress, and I'm ashamed of it. I'm ashamed of betrayal of the Indian of the state because they betrayed the Indian states, um, the Congress, and their bots, the IT cell, that is the Padres and the Mullahs, brainwash you to vote for them at every nook and corner. Your opinion is a crime. They do not allow your voice. They control you. Every time you have an opinion that is different, that does not align with them, you will be insulted, degraded, chastised, and put down until you submit and succumb in silence. And if you get sick, if there's no hospital, if there's, if you're producing so many children that you cannot look after, well, the Hindus are bad. Just blame the big bad Hindus. It's always the case. Systematic. There was no Hindus, then they wouldn't know what to do. So this is what goes on in our homes. And then you have to believe in them. And then you have to also give them your money. So every time you go to these churches, you put money in them. Every time you go to these mosques, they put money. The churches, the establishment and the ecosystem of the church and the Islamic um, boards, the Islamic uh, Vakt board and the Islamic uh, law board, um, they are so rich, it's incredible incredibly rich. It's all our money. Cycle after cycle after cycle. They literally force you. They, you go to church, they put money. Then they come to your home. In those days, I remember it's to be five rupees a person per month that you have to contribute to the church. So not only you're giving them money in church, but per month you have to give them money to obtain, to keep up the church. And we didn't ask to give them, we have to give them. So we give them money through that. Then they have these charity donations, charity drives to help the poor. But if the, the poor had knowledge, they wouldn't be poor. We wouldn't be poverty anymore. So we have to give them money. All this money is taken to buy out so that the lobbies can buy the government. So colonialism is not over. Before it was through the front door, the, the, the empire's promoted, worked in alliance, in tandem with the orthodoxy over the table. The orthodoxy uh, controlled the minds of the people and told them to support the king. And the king, in return, used the orthodoxy and told them, used the orthodoxy to support, to, to run their colonial agenda. So 
they slap, they, they scratch each other's back and they control the land. Today they can't do it over the front door, so they do it to the back door. How do they do it? Through lobbies and to the constitution. So they've institutionalized this lobbying and this uh, proselytization, and they're still colonizing our minds through the back door. So colonialism is not over. And it still goes on. So they're rich. The, the government allows them to, to lease land, to own land, to use land, to promote the enterprises, to proselytize, to go over and above the constitution and give them a green card to do what they want, use the police to, 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 to silence the police, to, do, to not tell on what is going on behind the scenes and that they, can, they have the green card to rape, to, 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 to chastise, to, to force people to submit to them, all goes on. They also control the buildings where you stay. That means all the buildings where you stay, you see these Christian societies, and every group has it. You have Muslim societies, you have Hindu societies. These, these uh, society groups of apartment buildings, they are controlled by someone. And in the Christian community, Muslim community, they're controlled by the church and by the Vakt board and whichever board that uh, controls the ecosystem. And you cannot say anything to the church or you cannot even leave. You have to be a slave of the church. You have to go to church. If you stop going to church, if you, they will make trouble for you. They will get the, the society of your building to make trouble for you, to chastise you, and force you to leave. So basically, if you want to live in a, an apartment building, you have to submit to the, the board, to the society boards, and you have to follow this colonial vulture regime of, of the invaders. And that's how they have 200 million Muslims, and they have, uh, um, um, you have, what, 27 or 50 million Indian Christians? I don't even know how much there are. Uh, I'm just giving you a number. Um, so you're basically forced to be part of their minority groups. Then they stereotype you with minorities because they don't, they don't ask you. You don't have a choice to say what you want. They decide what they're going to say for you. And then they brainwash you. Oh, yes, you're minorities. You're minorities. It's not that they've asked us. It's not that we're really victims. The only people who, who victimize us is, is the, the church and, and these colonial empires who haven't given us our freedom been legitimized by the constitution and so as a result of that people are suffocating this trauma has gone on be below the scenes for so long we're suffocating and we're decaying slowly and with the internet we have a voice and we're just letting loose and now they're saying oh hate speech oh ever since 2014 it's changed no in 2014 these currents were swirling underneath because of the suffocation of our human capital, of our voices, of our energy field, stagnating, suffocating for so long through the Indian National Congress and their IT cells, their colonial IT cells, who forced us to live on their plantation. And as a result of which, we stopped voting for them because they can colonize our minors as much as they want once you get to be educated then you have the power of the vote. The power of the vote means we stopped. We were so angry in 2014. The, the, the electorate said, no, I'm not interested in your colonial brainwashing. And they, even Christians and Muslims are voting 
for other than the Congress and the Congress uh, mentality groups that promote their minority majority. We're voting elsewhere. And as a result of which, they're, they're all of a sudden they're saying, from 2014, oh, the BJP is fascist. It's not the BJP who's fascist. It's the people on the ground who are suffocating, who are tired, who, are, who have been, whose currents have been suffocated for decades on a, on, a, on a road, centuries, and now have just exploded. And we and the and we are using we are not using the BJP, but we, but the Indian electorate has voted for the BJP to do only one thing: to get our voices heard and to give us the freedom. We need the freedom to be who we choose to be, and not who someone else, a colonial vulture group, needs us to remain in order to promote and resurrect the empires. It's not the BJP who's fascist. It's the finger pointing of the of the socialist colonial groups the relics of these empires who have suffocated their voice and we are desperate for freedom. We're desperate to be free and, and liberate ourselves from these, from these colonial vultures who pretend that we're minorities, but we are not. And it's from 2014 that we've really got independence, from independence of our minds. And even if we are Indians sitting on the other side of the world, it's still a beautiful sight to see freedom. Freedom is, is beautiful. To be who you choose to be and not who someone wants you to be. To have your, a chance to have your own voice. Through knowledge, through dialogue. And not be slaves of an empire. And so these ex-Christian and ex-Muslim movements are growing. And I ask you, to all the listeners and to your friends and to your families, empower these people. Help them to have the conversation. Help them to talk have that conversation with them don't pounce on them don't negate them ask them questions join with them support them support these movements support these people even however small their voices are it's important to support these people because we've been suffocated for so long we need your help to help us we need your help together we will raise the land of our ancestors to a, a better future but it, it starts at the grassroots level. It starts in our homes and it starts with our friends of having this conversation. So please, if you see someone who's, who, who's, who, who's undecided, who doesn't know where to go, who's suffering mental trauma, uh, mental health, and, and is being abused in your home, understand that this abuse is coming only because of, uh, of generational trauma imposed by our ideologies and the colonization of our minds. And these groups, the Christian groups and Muslims, people who got, have not, are still slaves. We have not got freedom as yet. We are still ideological slaves. We are mental slaves. And they've abused us and used us for too long. And we are struggling to leave. So empower these people. Help them. Support them. Give them your hand. Give them your voice. And, and help them have that conversation. Please don't negate them. Please do not uh, degrade them. Please do not chastise them. They need your help the most uh, as, as much as ever. And, and together you can rise up. Uh, help them to have an, an, to, to question, to introspect. Um, help, them, help them to, to normalize dissent um, and go from there. Stand up for a voice. Have the free, support them with their freedom. Support uh, the decolonization of their minds. 
and start and and I ask you to stop putting money in the boxes of these of of these religious movements. Instead, buy yourself a book. Buy yourself a book. Uh, buy write. Keep writing because every time you write, you're externalizing your emotions, and when you externalize your emotions, you see it on paper. You you can visualize it, and you can correct it. You can adjust it. You can empower yourself. But it, writing is the best way of of normalizing dissent. Uh, question everything. The colonial relics of these bygone empires. Question, question, question. Have that discussion in your home. Stop the violence. The negation of voices in your homes. Empower the youth to have those voices and ability to question every single angle of a junction, empower the voices of your children in your homes. It's the best way to go about it. Empower their voices, whatever their uh, opinion, do not have a prejudice on them uh, and make sure they, they understand there's no right or wrong. Water finds its own level. There are no majorities and minorities. We are not being uh, victimized. We are not being suffocated. We are not being abused. It's these colonial vultures who are doing the abusing and there's 360 degrees to every single angle um, stop the minority majority narrative if you hear it it tell them right on their face it's fake news anyone who uses this narrative ask them to put the brakes on immediately and that this narrative is driven only by colonial empires and their colonial vulture lobbies that's it uh, stop them put the brakes on and 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 tell them right off the bat it's fake news it's a narrative that's been put on people only for power so I hope I've spoken enough. It's a long conversation. It's 37 minutes is very long, which I've never done before. Uh, it's important to me, and that's why I'm having these conversations with you. Ex-Muslim, ex-Christian movement is growing. Empower them, support them, and we will clean this country together. Thank you so much. Have yourself a great day, and cheers, and stay safe.